Hey everybody, welcome to the Tour 12 Podcast. My name is Cody. I'm here with the one and only Brandon Hunt. Been a while. <laughs> it's been a minute, yeah, man. It has. Uh, Heath is in Kansas this week uh, doing some uh, filming for Realtree 365 with the guys from The Given Right. And so uh, we don't want to go a week without putting out a podcast. So Brandon and I got so together. they brought in the scripts. <laughs> they, they brought in the scripts. <laughs> I texted B this morning and said, hey, what you doing today? <laughs> he said, what you got? I can be available. <laughs> you got lucky. <laughs> I did get lucky. I didn't I, have anything for sure hard. Hey man, I was thinking real I hard. I was thinking real hard. I'm gonna go over there and I'll do like a, a one one and off, you know, just like do a twenty minute podcast leadership session, some kind of thing and get us a podcast for this week and then you said what you got? Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, it's, been a, it's been, I don't think I've been on one since the ATA. It's been a while, man. Yeah. I think that is with uh, Hunter Specialties mm-hmm. was the last one you were on. And then I guess you've been busy and. Oh yeah. I've been gone. Busy. Traveling a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was in Fort Worth all week last week for work. So they canceled that big rodeo down there. Yeah. Just, yeah. Cause everybody's losing their mind. Yeah. And then they canceled. Uh, some big art they, show, yeah. and Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. They canceled that deal. Yeah, they canceled some art show. Mm-hmm. Some like seventy-four thousand people attended or something like that. NBA season's canceled. Not canceled, suspended. Suspended. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, you think they're going to suspend turkey season? <laughs> I don't know. The coronavirus. <laughs> we'll get we'll get there in a second. But I was watch, I was listening to the radio this morning. And this guy was talking, or the guys, I listen to 103.7 The Buzz all the time. It's Arkansas radio, sports radio talk show, you know. And uh, they were talking about the dude in the NBA that got coronavirus Mm -hmm. and how that's, you know, that came out and that's when they suspended the season. But they were talking about this dude was like talking about having or not having the coronavirus and was touching all the microphones. And then it comes out. (laughs) And then he's the one one that's got it. (laughs) Unbelievable, man. (laughs) Who knows? It's not. I mean, from what I've read about it and what I see, I mean, unless you're in your 60s and got some health issues, it's just, for the most part, like a cold, right? Yeah, I think it's pretty well the... I'm no doctor, yeah. <laughs> but me either. From what I've read, it's like the flu, but it's way more contagious. Yeah. And like you said, if you're older or really young or have health issues, then that's when it can be, um, you a know, problem. a problem. Which same thing with the flu, same thing with anything else. It, you know, it's a problem. I'll uh, tell you what, though, I totally would have missed this. Like when I think about pandemic. And and people losing their everybody's losing their mind. They're doing crazy stuff. The world's coming to an end. When I think about items that I'm not going to be able to go get because people are losing their mind, totally would have missed it. Was the toilet paper? Why toilet paper? I do <laughs> not get it. Why is it all of a sudden the world's coming to an end? So gotta we go got to go buy toilet paper. Well, I have my theory. My theory is people are afraid that they're going to tell people across the United States. You got to stay in your house for 14 days. We're going to shut this thing down so that it doesn't spread. That you know? doesn't require a truckload of toilet paper. I 14 know, days is but, not that well, long. Well, I might need like three three uh, 
packs of toilet paper between my seven people. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but I did. But my thought is, we're not going. If we're stuck in the house for fourteen days, we don't have enough groceries to be eating three meals a day. Yeah, so no we're kidding. not going to use the bathroom that much. Maybe but. that's it. Everybody's just going to cook a big, big pot of chili and eat on it for nope. a week. That's nope. Why, that's why they need toilet paper. That's funny. I watched a video this morning. I was, uh, oddly enough, sitting on the toilet scrolling through Facebook and Fortified Cottonseed had posted a video of this dude taking all of his guns out of his gun safe and putting, putting his toilet, toilet paper, paper in, in there. there. Yeah. Totally would have missed the toilet paper thing. <laughs> Me too. Didn't get that. No, I, I figured people would buy milk and eggs. Yeah. <laughs> and brownies, you know, like the normal. Everybody always buys milk when something yeah. crazy is happening. Yeah. But never toilet paper. No. <laughs> I, don't, mm. I don't know. So I told my wife yesterday, I asked her, I said, can, can deer get coronavirus? And she said, I don't know. And I said, well, if we run out of meat. I might have to like kill one because <laughs> I can't go without meat. <laughs> we, I mean, I'm, I don't, I'm sure deer can get it. Yeah. We, uh, we deal with it in cattle all the time. I know I mean, you were telling me uh, that earlier that we, you guys have a, a mm-hmm. cattle vaccine for coronavirus. Yeah, so in baby calves, a lot of times it can cause scours and stuff, and it can it can yeah. hit them pretty hard. And that sores in their gut, right? Well, yeah, it just kind of. Oh, it just kind of dries their gut up where they can't digest anything, so uh-huh. it just goes straight through, and then they're not absorbing any nutrients or anything. Yeah. Um, and then in older cattle, you see it in respiratory cases, you find it a lot of times, and we've had a vaccine for it in cattle for years, long, long time. So um, does that vaccine work on people? Oh, my God, no. <laughs> and I have had a hundred questions about that. that Will this work? You told me when you said somebody texted me a picture of it. Yeah, the box. Picture of the box. Can I use this on myself for the coronavirus? (laughs) Wash your hands. That is a hard no. (laughs) Wash your hands. Dogs also. I mean, they deal with it in dogs too. I mean, they get it. Yeah. We've got vaccines for it there. So it's just a matter of time before they get this deal figured out and have some... uh, get a vaccine made for it something what i saw a post on facebook the other day it was talking about um what did it say it said two days ago you were all about some all organic uh homemade uh non-gmo uh house cleaner now now you've turned into a huge clorox fan all of a That's funny. All right, let's stop talking about the coronavirus. Okay. <laughs> let's yeah, talk about something more about fun. To. Turkey season. <laughs> Turkey season right is around the corner. in front of us. It actually started in a couple places. Started oh, really? in Florida. Yeah. Really? South Do they Florida. have a lot of turkey down there? Yeah, Osceola. It's huh. a different. So there's four subspecies of turkeys in the U.S. that you can hunt, and it's called the Grand Slam. So uh-huh. you Osceola's, Easterns, uh, Rio's, and uh, Miriam's. So what would we have here in Arkansas? Easterns. Easterns. Mm-hmm. Now I bet they all taste similar. Yeah, so Osceolas <laughs> are concentrated in South Florida, pretty much. Are yeah. they bigger, smaller? Just a, like the, They're about the same size as the Eastern. Uh, they're a little darker, more uh, black looking. Okay. And then you come this way, you've got your Easterns all the way into, say, central Oklahoma, central Kansas, central Nebraska, and east, and then... West of that, you get into your Rios up through the 
middle part of the country there and you get over in the mountain states and you've got your miriams and are the the mountain ones are they different like do they i'm sure that they have to they're have about the same size as a rio and rios are typically i mean you get some big rios but they're typically a little smaller than an eastern mm-hmm. or an osceola um the rios have like a caramel colored fan mm-hmm. tips on their fan um the uh miriams have almost a silver white tip on their tail oh, feathers okay yeah. and then the easterns are brown oh is it much more difficult to hunt them in the mountains than it is let's say kansas where they're in fields and stuff like that a lot no i wouldn't say i mean field birds are a little tougher sometimes than birds in timber or what mm-hmm. have you um i haven't hunted them in the mountains in the spring so mm-hmm. i really you know can't speak to that miriams are typically miriams and rios are typically a little bit easier to hunt than easterns and osceolas they just they come to call a lot better Uh. um now but they're also not usually as pressured as what easterns and osceolas are either yeah there's already people in arkansas pulling off on the side of the road using the calls Mm -hmm. (laughs) by the time turkey season they can tell you comes in they can tell you something different between a primos and a hunter specialties (laughs) and a woodhaven (laughs) that's funny last year so i've never killed a turkey i've been turkey hunting a couple years now Uh my first year i think it was my first year i went with my father-in-law and um we hunted in near sydney arkansas so you know like three or four hundred acres were, you know and it's yeah. fun like i'd never been just to hear a bird um first time in arkansas i went one time in ohio and never heard anything but <clears throat> it's fun to hear the bird and, and try to go towards them and all oh, that yeah. kind of stuff but we never got one with him and then last year um i have four boys and mm-hmm. so one of them was uh, on the youth weekend one of them was with my father-in-law and he said, you take the other one to the other side of the farm, and you call the bird. <laughs> I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> so uh, I got me a hunter specialty calling pack. and <laughs> started you a cookie cutter? No, I actually didn't order one of those. I just got the mouth call and then a I need to get call. you one of those. I've got an extra one at my house. I yeah, think. I'd yeah. love it just to learn, you know, but I watched it. The ton. boys can use it, too. Yeah. That'd be good. I I watched a ton of YouTube videos and tried to figure it out. And uh, we had some birds that responded. And we didn't. I didn't get him up on one, but mm-hmm. it was still fun. You know, oh, yeah. I was out in the woods with my boy. So, dude, I love turkey season because it's a big shift from coming out of deer season and stuff. You know, where you're sitting in a spot, yeah, for one spot. hours on end, and then you know, turkey season. Yeah, that's why I always tell people I'm not a big blind sit and wait on a turkey to come in yeah top turkey hunter i'm i'm up moving you like I'm, to chase yeah, them down i'm going to them and i cut them off and all that i don't want to have to sit there and i mean and it's a very effective tactic if you know where they're coming yeah. you know their strut zones midday things like that to go sit and wait on them to end up there you know that's a super effective tactic i just to me that's not that's not what i like it's not what you like to yeah, do i mean i've done it and i just i've just soon go walk and find one that wants to play the game you know? <laughs> yeah 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 i think that's fun one of the fun things that i've enjoyed about it is you do move around a little mm-hmm. bit and um you know just kind of walking through the woods you get to see everything and I, I like that yeah it's it's fun i mean 
it's fun when you've got turkey. <laughs> it's been pretty tough in Arkansas the last few years, just finding one. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Well, we did get on some turkeys in the forest last year, and uh, Matt and I, Matt Covington and I did, um, didn't get one of them killed. Had a few people come in and mess us up a couple mornings. That's so. right, because it's public land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's turkeys up there again this year. I've already. You already been up there? I haven't been up there like listening or anything, but I go through there quite a bit and yeah. I've seen them. On oh, that's Saturday. cool. Yeah, I saw like six gobblers up there on Saturday. Sweet. The other day. Well, I, I ran them off. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Get off the road. <laughs> don't die. I don't want anybody to see them. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, I got a new um, choke for my shotgun this year, so hopefully get it all patterned up and this will be the year for me oh yeah so you can kill one i'm gonna kill one with a shotgun first and then i'm going for a bow yeah after that you know you'll probably get you'll probably get some opportunities to go up to up north or something with the new merger and everything maybe business trip i just want to kill a turkey <laughs> i don't care where it's at just let me kill a turkey. you got a lot better chance up there than you do <laughs> what about missouri do they have a lot of turkey there oh yeah missouri's always been a i, I don't know what their population i haven't hunted missourians over years yeah. so i don't know what their population's doing but missouri's always been a good turkey state uh, a turkey you know mega power state that's type, cool type deal you know my, especially my, from arkansas because it's so close you can yeah. just go up into southern missouri there. my family lives there and has some sp- some spots that i could probably go up there and hunt mm-hmm. with them yeah maybe. it's good so, northern arkansas is good when you get up there above harrison you know yeah. that very top tier row of counties up through there it's it's still pretty good they've uh, still got good populations up there hmm I wonder. I wonder what the difference is. Do you think it's all pressure related, or I think pressure has some to do with it. I think uh, predators have some to do with it, like coons and hogs and stuff like that. I think forest service burning at certain times of the year has had something to do with it. And I don't know that some of the turkey and chicken house type stuff and spreading litter out of those and stuff i don't know that that hasn't had some effect on them as far as disease goes in some of our Hmm. turkey populations but i don't have any hard data behind any of that that's just just all that's just a total assumption on my part Um, well you know what they say about assuming right yeah (laughs) but (laughs) i had to say that every time it's a slightly educated guess there you go (laughs) there you go so let's talk about your turkey hunting experience i've seen um several pictures from Mm -hmm. strutting buck of you know where you guys have been hunting and you've killed turkeys and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff but isn't there like a very famous brandon hunt turkey story that you need to share with everybody yeah (laughs) all right so take us where where were we at so john thomas and i that on john thomas knows about george archery he does all our archery or bow work um He's got a lease in Kansas, and that's where we were hunting. Okay. And they had an early archery season, which I've killed a pile of turkeys with my bow. And he and I went up there. This is probably second or third year of SB, something like that. <laughs> so this is a long time ago. Oh, yeah. This is like way – this is a probably oh nine, maybe, somewhere in there. <laughs> 11 years something ago. Something like that. That'd yeah. be about right. Isn't it mm-hmm. 12 or 13 years old, mm-hmm. SB? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we started in seven. So that would be two years mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Okay. 
So he and I go up there. We're filming each other, you know. And first morning, it's freaking snow and it's cool. I mean, it's awesome. We're on wheat field there, and turkeys come down from the roost, come all the way across the wheat field to us, and giant smokes one right there in the decoys. Well, his buddies jump on him, and I'd shot Johnny's bow quite a bit. And so I grabbed his bow, handed him the camera, and I shot one. Well, he kind of limped off over to the side. Well, ended up. So did you shoot him in the leg? It was just a little bit. High. I ain't, I'm not really sure. I think it was a little low. Yeah. Um, I'm really not that sure. Maybe yeah. a little far back, like towards the tail and the I back back of the leg kind of area. Yeah. Not far off. I mean, turkey bottle zones like super small. Yeah. Size of orange. So, so, so I, because I'm uneducated when in turkey hunting with a bow, do you somebody told me you had to shoot them in the like try to cut their head off? Well, I mean, they make big broadheads that mm-hmm. are for that. Um, mm-hmm. The best shot on a turkey with a bow is shoot, to try and shoot them right through the top of the drumsticks. Okay. So, where the drumsticks meet the body, because the turkey's got to jump to fly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, or run and jump and fly. I got you. So, if you take out his legs, then. He can't fly off. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can scoot around on the ground, mm-hmm. flopping his wings, but you can get your hands on him. So gotcha. right through the top of the drumsticks is the best shot because the vitals sit right there between the thighs and the drumsticks and mm-hmm. all that. Usually you're going to – usually they won't take another step gotcha. if you'd shoot them right there. And so that's what I was aiming for. I was a little off. <laughs> he goes over and thicket. Well, I thought he was just – we just thought he was going to go over there and – and die yeah you know because a lot of times they'll just kind of limp off if you don't hit them just right yeah go over there and bleed out and die yeah, yeah that didn't happen <laughs> all right so that's so one we're shot. watching i mean this is a big group of turkeys probably 30 turkeys in this group and they kind of feed off and then he's just following behind them he's steadily limping <laughs> along behind him we watched glassing him. him yeah and so it kind of got in my head a little bit because i thought i smoked him well that was just the tip of a downhill roller coaster that day yeah because I went on to miss six turkeys with my bow in one day, <laughs> that day. So how did that and process that was all go? On film, you Wait. still have the film from it? Oh yeah, I'm sure. It's, yeah, absolutely. I don't personally have it, but it's around. It's yeah. got it. It's we've got it somewhere. Yeah. So so you missed the that first one. Yeah, hobbles we circle off. around them, get back on them. I mean, there's like 15 gobblers in this group of turkeys. <laughs> It's early, so they're still grouped up in big groups, you know. Yeah. Where it's like the first part of April. Like I said, it's snowing some. <laughs> and uh, we get back on them, get in front of them, call, call some of them in again. I miss. <laughs> and then it's in my head. And then it's just, <laughs> I mean, it just went bad, bad. I'm sure the guys. They're moving, you know, I can't, I'm, they're moving around. They're coming into a decoy and they're fighting a decoy and stuff. And then. I'm just rushing everything. Yeah. It's just I, it's in my head now, and I can't make myself stop and slow down. And it just it was just bad. And they were probably giving you a hard time. Downhills. Yeah, it was just me and Johnny, and I'm like, finally, I'm like, dude, here you, you shoot. shoot. I'm, I can't do this. I'll film. Oh, it was bad. It was bad. It took me it took me a couple months to get my head right shooting my bow after that. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, you could blame it on Johnny's bow. I, you know, you hear about target panic with archery and stuff yeah. a lot, and I would never had it. And that, that, that was deal it. right there sent me into like a six, seven-year battle with so, target panic. So I finally just got over in the last, yeah. well, about three years ago. So after that... 
every time you would draw, you would just be like, am I going to miss? Am I going to miss? That kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, it was just in my head, and I couldn't make myself. I couldn't make my pen. Like, I couldn't stick my pen on there and not pull the trigger. Oh. Like, it was like I was. Just yeah. real fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't execute a good shot sequence mm. at all. My pen was closed. It was freaking gone. So how did you come out of that? I'd use, so I, the method that I use, and I read a lot about it is, I used a, uh, I put my bow down, number one. Gave yourself like, some. Yeah, I got the first of the year after I got done hunting, I just put my bow down and I bought, uh, it's like a shooting aid. It's called a firing line. Mm-hmm. It's basically, you can draw it back and, and shoot a release. Wherever and, you're at. Where, yeah, I'm sitting in your living room. Yeah. So I got that and I got a, uh. I got a hinge release, which is a back tension type mm-hmm. release with it's got a safety on it. There's two of them that I used. I used a Carter Honey 2 and a True Ball uh, Sweet Spot Pro are the two that I ended up buying and trying. And I shot the Carter a lot, and then it was just a little big for my hands. Mm. And then I, so I went to the Sweet Spot Pro, and I still shoot that release today. Mm. It's, it's a hinge release. It doesn't have a trigger on it like you – you execute it with your back muscles and pulling, pulling through the shot until it breaks. So you want to be surprised just mm-hmm. like anything else? The safety allows you to draw it, you know, you can draw it back. Because with a hinge release, that's the problem is there's, you can, it can go off sometimes if you're pulling it back. So mm-hmm. with the safety, that just gives you an added. And for me, it was another step to yeah. slow it down. So, you know, I draw anchor. Safety. Find my, mm-hmm. you know, align my sight bubbles good pins on the, where i'm aiming at click the safety off start pulling i got you um and so i just did that and shot those releases with that firing aid for two months just until to i got get to where that, i could work those feeling again really good yeah. yeah and then i just started at like 10 yards started, started shooting over. yeah mm-hmm, with oh, that cool. release and then work my way back and now shoot 80 100 yards and never miss no problem I shoot better now than I've ever shot in my life. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But it was pretty touch and go there. I was about ready to quit. I was about ready to be done with it. <laughs> go to just shooting with guns. <laughs> and I even I even hunt with that release now. Yeah. Um, just because the benefits so far outweigh the negatives of it. You know, everybody's, well, what if a buck runs in chasing a doe and you don't have enough time to do it? Well, then I didn't need to take that shot. Yeah. Because it, you know. It was going to be rushed, and it was probably anyway. going to be bad anyway yeah. from the last experience over the last <laughs> seven, eight years. Yeah. You know? So I just made it that decision that that's just going to be part of it. You yeah. Know, I may not get that opportunity. Yeah. I'm well, like, and the part of that's taken makes helps you make an ethical shot, too, you know, if you can just. But look, dude, I've been hunting a long time, and I don't think that's ever happened to me. <laughs> You always have a lot more time than what your mind yeah. tells you that you do. And so, yeah. I mean, it's funny whenever I shoot deer or animals with that release now, it's just like I, it's so second nature. I draw back, anchor, everything. Just I go through my sequence and a pin's on it. The safety clicks off, and I never have any kind of, it just goes off. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just. It's kind of like shooting that free throw, mm-hmm. you know, like you got that routine. Yeah. And if you change it, that's when you you make mistakes. It you, happens so much faster, too, in the moment when I'm shooting at animals than it does in my yard practicing. Yeah. And maybe it's just because I'm so hyper-focused on 
where I'm looking or where Making that pin sure. is. Yeah. That I don't, I mean, the, the, the actual mechanics of making the release go off, I, it just goes it off. It just happens. Yeah, yeah. It just happens. So let's talk, before we start to wrap this up, let's talk about turkey hunting, like tips, ideas, things that'll make you better since I'm really new at it still, mm-hmm. you know, what are some things that I can practice before we get to the turkey season that will help me get my boys on the turkey this year? I'm a caller. I mean, I grew up duck hunting. I love uh-huh. calling animals. So, my what I did when I was learning is I listened to turkey vocalizations like a ton. I would have CDs, CDs back then, <laughs> in my truck. Of, What's a CD? Yeah. <laughs> is that what you put your money in, right? Yeah. I kept turkey. <laughs> That's hilarious. I kept mouth calls in my truck all the time. Yeah. And I would just listen to turkey vocalizations and try and mimic that, mm-hmm. you know, and listen to tip videos and from professional callers and stuff and how to manipulate mouth calls and stuff like that and i kept one in my truck all the time yeah all the time yeah uh the more real you can sound the better your chances are my father-in-law told me one time he's like if you can ever go to like a turkey farm Mm -hmm. where you hear those natural sounds Mm -hmm. all the time and you can just sit there and mimic what they're doing Mm -hmm. that's going to make you better in the field i would just go in the woods a lot of times early in the spring like late winter and spring those turkeys are real grouped up and you if you can find them and get in there and just sit down and just listen to them Mm -hmm. you know what they do, just the sounds kind of, they make, and what they do when they hit the ground. What kind of sounds are they making then? Yeah. Once they kind of get on the ground for a while, then what are they doing, you know? Studying turkeys, you mm-hmm. know, their behavior. That's mm-hmm. always, I mean, the more you can understand about what you're hunting, the better your success rate's going to be. Right. And it doesn't matter whether it's turkeys or deer, elk, or yeah. any pronghorn, whatever. Um, that's the biggest tip that yeah. I could give anybody is learn, you know, study what you're hunting. Pay attention to the mm-hmm. little, little details. Mm-hmm. That makes a difference. Yep. So where are you turkey hunting this year? I don't even know yet. <laughs> Definitely here. Yeah. I've got, I could go to Nebraska. I could go to Kentucky. I could go to Ohio, but I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to have the time yeah. to do a lot of it. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure yet. That's cool. SB didn't. Did we do a turkey show last year? Yeah, a couple. A couple of them. We're going to have to do a few more this year. (laughs) (laughs) Deer season was a little slow, so we're going to have to have a few more turkey hunts this year. That's funny. Yeah. (laughs) That's real funny, actually. (laughs) Matt called me the other day. He said, Hey, man, I'm going to need you to kill some turkeys this year. (laughs) Well, you better make time for that. Yeah. I mean, it was rough last year. You went and got a private. What was it? Some kind of special license to go to one of the management areas? Oh yeah, I went over here. To, I started. I jumped back in Hall Bend in the yeah. refuge over here. So. Yeah, at the refuge and mm-hmm. was self filming, oh, yeah. carrying was, everything in and we out. Went, we went back to the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a rough season. It was tough. It's, it's kind of always difficult in Arkansas. I mean, I've been on the team for a couple years now, and you know, from the time I started, and of course, I hunted Arkansas previous mm-hmm. to that. Uh, again whitetail mainly but um you know you're just hoping to at least it see just something it takes a long time yeah you know. it's not like going somewhere where there's a a large we have population so much pressure i mean we've got a big population of deer it's just we've got so much pressure that and i just didn't have a deer to hunt this yeah. year really i mean i had some little year and a half old bucks but i didn't have anything 
mm-hmm. mature enough for what I wanted to, you know, even pursue yeah. on any of my private ground that I have. Mm-hmm. So that place that I was hunting, it's got some hammers in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw a 150-inch deer in there just while not I was hunting. Enough. Yeah, he was just running across the field chasing the doe. Mm. So... I'll be back in there this year. I had fun doing it. Was it was it fun oh, yeah. kind of going back? Oh, like, yeah, I, I had fun. I wish I would have started earlier in the year. I didn't even go over there till It was like January, wasn't it? Or was it? It was December, so it closes December 15th. So I didn't okay. start. I don't think I hunted over there till the 1st of December. So oh. I hunted a couple weeks. Wow. So you, so. so this year, are you going to start like when bow season? When, when does it open at a different time? No, it opens. Same, same, same time. Day. Yeah. And then goes to December Yeah, 15th. I won't. I usually don't. I probably won't hunt over there until maybe that last week of October or so. Yeah. Depending on what our schedule is going other places. But yeah. I usually don't hunt it before far, far in November. And do you always kind of go to the same area over there? Uh, or do you go scout it out and see if they're moving differently? What it, I, what, I'm always looking uh-huh. for something new and, and, you know, bouncing around depending on winds. You know, I've got certain spots that I've hunted because I've hunted in there since – Oh, one. Mm-hmm. So how many freaking years is that? A, a long, long time. time. 19 years? Yeah. So I've got certain spots that I know are good mm-hmm. for certain winds, but when I don't have those winds, that's when I'll try and bounce around and, you know, bounce into an area of hang stand. So why don't you, um, I know this isn't turkey season related, but let's talk about the, the self-filming of that. Like, mm-hmm. what, what's your setup on that? So I was running so my whole gear kind of setup was a small lone wolf stand with some lone wolf sticks and then i was running a fourth arrow carbon camera arm and then i've been running that little uh canon xa10 uh-huh. camera that we have and then a gopro oh, that's cool also and the xa10 is probably out where you're, you're shooting and the gopro back on you mm-hmm. cool yep for the most part and now I've switched my stand and set up and stuff this year and went to Lone There's a company, Lone Wolf Custom Gear, uh-huh. that make a – it's the same size stand as what I'm hunting out of, the original Lone Wolf stand, but it's seven pounds. And the way it, the way it works and stacks together the sticks and everything, it's about 13 pounds. Mm. And it, it's got backpack straps that it turns into basically a frame backpack. Oh, that's cool. And then the seat folds out in the back for like a load shelf that you can strap your backpack to. Oh, that's pretty cool. And it, you know, because the camera weight and all that, Mm -hmm. you know, so it just, everything now I've got is in a real compact. You just take off. Yeah, I'm looking at 20 pounds total, something like that, that I'm carrying on my back. Um, And I've got it pretty dialed where I can go up. I I can go to the base tree, sticks up hang the stand and never have to come back i mean it's all it's, it's all one right trip there. up yeah yeah and i've got everything up oh, and that's then, cool and then back down and so i'd rather do that than run a climbing stand or something like that just because climbing stands limit you on what trees you can get in mm-hmm. things like that so yeah with that system i mean i can bounce around and you know try this area check this area and you know pretty the, easy the first deer i ever shot with my bow i was in a climbing stand mm-hmm. and i'd gotten out where I was hunting that day, I got out there and <clears throat> I I don't I've been out there before, but I hunted uh, in a um, in a blind. Just mm-hmm. my buddy had a a lock on stand, but a tree had fallen on it, 
and I hadn't been out there before. He said, oh, man, they're out there all the time. Just go today. And there's a lock on out there. Well, I get out there, and there's a tree laying on the stand. <laughs> so I just sat down at the base of a tree and <laughs> pulled some limbs and stuff around me. Yeah. And it was, it was pretty sweet. I had a, a doe walk up on me probably 10 yards oh, from really? me. Yeah, it was cool. That's cool being that close yeah. on the ground. Oh, yeah, it was really cool. And then so a couple of days later, I said, you know what, I, I want to shoot a deer with my bow. I just got in my first expedition. And I was like, man, I, this is going to be sweet. And so I go out there with my climbing stand. And again, I hadn't really scouted because it was just a few days after that mm-hmm. and um, started to climb this tree, the one, the best tree out there I could climb with the wind and all that stuff. And I start climbing it. We get, well, I get everything strapped on the tree and then I see deer out in the field. I was like, dang it. So they, I don't know that they winded me or saw me, but they kind of went off into the woods. So I took my stand off the tree and um, moved it to a different spot because it was a better better uh-huh. wind for where they were moving from all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff i got like six feet in the tree and i could hear them so i just stopped <laughs> no i did and i shot a deer from six feet in a tree that's awesome and part of the reason i only went that high was because there were limbs and i didn't want to cut them and uh-huh. you know and that's you know part of the problem with climbing stand is yeah you can't use the limb as a step like you can with exactly. the lock-on you know mm-hmm. so I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff on hunting and tactics from time to time cody de Acquisto, the guy that makes this long wolf custom gear standard designed it or helped design it him and his dad he rarely hunts over 12 feet hmm. but i mean he hunts well if you hunt the wind the wind he be uses still. His back cover a lot yeah. um god i just can't do it yeah but they're hunting the midwest they're hunting iowa and illinois a little different stuff like that yeah. yeah these deer around here are pretty keyed yeah. in well, that one was that day for me, man. It was awesome because I got up there, texted my buddy, and I said, "Hey, I hear a deer." <laughs> he texted me back, and I said, "Hold on, <laughs> put my phone down." And there he is. It was a little eight point buck, first one I ever killed. That's you know? awesome. And I was so jacked up about it and so pumped, you know. That is but awesome. Anyway, I didn't kill anything this year, but my boys did. I didn't kill anything this year either with my bow. Yeah, not a deer. It happens. <laughs> it's not supposed to turkey season is I don't on like the way. it when it happens <laughs> I do not like it when it happens Cody <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I bet you don't <laughs> it's part of what you do <laughs> that's funny well turkey season's here almost in Arkansas what does yeah. it start we got about a month yeah about a it's, month I think it's like the 14th of April or 15th of April Something somewhere like right in there mid-April yeah. yeah I think it is like it's the it opens on Monday Mm-hmm. in arkansas so the weekend before yeah. that is like youth that weekend is youth season so we'll we'll get to be in the woods that weekend with my boys and um, yeah we start on the 13th yeah is when we start so that'll be fun my boys are pretty excited about it they i think they like the fact that you don't have to sit in a tree all day long mm-hmm. or you know they get to move around a little bit and yeah so and it was it was cool. Just last year was Jet's first year to turkey hunt, and just the first time that bird, you know, called out, and he was like, "Big eyed, let's go, Daddy!" <laughs> that freaking gobble is awesome, especially yeah. when they rattle off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Well, maybe you'll have some good turkey stories from this year. Oh, Not I'm missing. Sure. I'm sure we'll have some stories. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing you can be guaranteed with our crew. That is no matter true. what happens, whether there is a, a kill or not a kill. There or will be stories. A hunt or not a hunt. There is a story. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So uh, true. Well, 
Glad I got to get back on here. Dude, I'm so glad that you, you answered my text. <laughs> <laughs> so glad you did. But anyway, it's good to talk about some fun stuff every once and again, turkey hunting, oh, yeah. things that we got going on, learning some tips. You know, mm-hmm. um, not everybody hey, knows. That's our dog. He's out in Kansas. I know, man. Shed hunting out there with yeah. Mark and yeah, you can check out some of the sheds they found on Heath's Instagram. Mm-hmm. I mean, holy cow. Could you imagine seeing that deer alive? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I don't know if I'd be able to shoot. <laughs> I, I want to I try it. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm not saying I don't want to. <laughs> I'd sure as heck give it a try. <laughs> no, right. uh, but yeah, for real. Yeah, he's having a good time this week, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Hey, they've been busy. I think I've talked to him once this week. You oh, know, really? They were running. He, he sounded like he was running up a hill oh lord <laughs> they were going to the shop to get some more gear for a shoot they oh, were shoot. doing yeah wow. and so but yeah i know he's having a good time out there this week and missing out on the tour 12 podcast this time yep that's all right we're part of the team and we can keep it going keep it going <laughs> giving some people giving people some fresh content some good stories a little bit of laughing all that kind of stuff yep. good tips Watch out for the coronavirus. It'll get you. (laughs) Somebody last night at dinner was saying that Corona beer is suffering because their name is Corona. Like people aren't buying it. Anything would not surprise me. (laughs) I know, dude. It's crazy. But whatever. The lack of knowledge out there now is staggering. Yeah. on Not just health, but anything, anything. Period. You know? whatever yeah just google something yeah once or every now and then even if it's 50 percent right exactly. <laughs> it's probably better than what you are right exactly now. <laughs> that's funny uh, well as always we're really glad people um t- tune into the tour 12 podcast that's it for us here today so as heath would say peace out and god bless see ya We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to the Tour 12 podcast each and every week. As you know, it's our goal to create content that helps you get from where you are to where you want to be in your business, leadership, and in your life. And we try to have a lot of fun doing it. If you could do us a huge favor, we'd love for you to head over to iTunes to rate and leave a review of the podcast. And if you haven't already, please subscribe and help us build the tribe by sharing the Tour 12 podcast with one of your friends. From all of us at Tour 12, Thank you so much for being a part of the Tour 12 podcast.